Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Libernadians podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Pat. This is my co-host. Hey, everybody. I'm Matt. Awesome. Let's uh, get right into this week or this this current happenings in the world of Canadian news from a libertarian perspective. And I we both just chatted right before we started recording. And we're both uh, interested in talking about what's going on as far as like the vaccine rollout in Canada and how that is now very clearly being jeopardized by our greatest and closest allies. <laughs> yeah. So, and in case anyone is not, not familiar well, over, over the past couple of weeks, both the United States and the European Union have um, began discussing and enacting uh, measures to bar shipment of vaccines outside of their borders this being uh with uh pfizer in the states uh i'm correct they're limiting or delaying the rate with which they're crossing the border um astrazeneca um from the uh eu or certainly it's england and sweden i think is the company um they're delaying theirs and the eu in general is basically preventing vaccines from leaving the eurozone um until they have reached certain th- uh, vaccination thresholds at home with like the the most like clear just to indicate it and you got to obviously like Trudeau saying like, no, no, no. He's putting up his usual thing of just like, oh, everything is going to be fine. No real hard answers. But the EU was going to lock out Northern Ireland, uh, who is trying to like separate somewhat from the UK and remain in the EU, which is what their big stop their border gap uh, or stop gap on the border. Uh, The big issue for there is that Uh, The EU is concerned about like goods uh, not getting taxed properly coming into England via Northern Ireland. So when they start talking about these vaccine rules of barring them, they go like, well, also we'll bar them from getting into Northern Ireland, which is like, this is a tiny, tiny, weak, uh, like feckless little country who is like, it relies on its neighbors. It's it's a subordinate state of, yeah. of the UK. And so as this is becoming more and more clear, I don't know how anyone can see their willingness. By the way, they reversed the Northern Ireland thing eventually, but they wrote it all in a bill that they all passed and they're signed. Yeah, they were willing to do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. They were willing to do it before the backlash came. And remember, Canada is not in Europe. Northern Ireland is actually a a place in Europe. They are not going to make the same exceptions for us. Yeah. Uh, Trudeau is still maintaining that it's like, ah, we'll be fine. Oh, we'll, make, we'll hit exactly. This yeah. is so funny. It's just like, because uh, when the reporters started talking to him about it, and he's just like, guys, I talked to them. They wouldn't lie to me. This, this liar talking about how his friends who have all been caught lying to their own people, let alone foreign governments they're definitely telling trudeau the truth this time in spite of the all the evidence well i mean uh one thing i gotta say right off the bat it's it's a good thing they got that fascist out in the united states right so uh oh know, exactly yeah, yeah exactly. the nationalist the the nationalist who 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 said in, in an article 
from December 8th said uh, like when he, so Trump assigned the, the executive order first to, to have the vaccines first in the United States mm-hmm. back in December 8th. Yeah. The operation uh, warp yeah. speed one. And he's also the guy who um, bailed he, them out of any kind of legal issues said, in the manufacturing process as well. So Trump, again, it's like, you can't yeah. give Trump credit for he, everything good that happens, but it's like, it's indisputable that the progress and the rapid rate with which these vaccines were developed is, is again, it's about 90% to do with that Trump uh, administration yeah. policy. So, yeah, like, so like, this is an article from like December 8th and, and they're saying like, oh, like Trump signed this order that it's going to be American first. And then it also says, uh, like Trump literally said this, we're, we're working very closely with other nations to get the vaccines out to other nations. We're working with the world. Then now I see another article from, this is from, January 20th, uh, a CBC news article. They start off the article by basically saying, Trump, a nationalist and a critic of multiculturalism, makes way for institutionalists who promise to restore American alliances. So we have that at the very beginning. And then you scroll a couple pages down and it says, Biden to kill Keystone XL, right? So Right off the bat, he just eliminates all these Canadian jobs. That sounds, you know, kind of nationalist to me, considering it's going to benefit his agenda, his his agenda, his country, right? Um, well, that's the, that's the funniest yeah. thing about any kind of like nationalist or America <laughs> America have, first narrative. It's just like yeah, without without of- without even talking to Canada. It literally says in the article, without talking to Canada, he's just going to drop it. That's it. Yeah, so, unilateral. I mean, that doesn't sound like a dictator, nationalist, or fascist, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and, and ironically, the there Biden is like the it, Biden admin is openly talking about like we're moving away from the Trump era America first policy, except for vaccines. Yeah, no, and, and then and then like literally like a couple other pages down, he says, "I want you guys to start buying American." Right? Biden says, "So we're cutting your jobs." Right? This is the same article that just called Trump a nationalist. We're cutting your jobs. By the way, buy from us, America first. Buy from us. And then goes, yeah, we're probably not going to give you any vaccines until we're all vaccinated. So thank God we got rid of that nationalist. Like, good job, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it shows you just like how superficial the average person is. And that if Trump was just basically polished and more phony and polite, that he, he would have been like one of the again, like a favorite of the Democrats. If he was like a, a, a minority woman, there would he would be their favorite president who ever lived. Yeah. He does all these things that they it's, all yeah. love. They all love this stuff. It's just, it's just the idea of being like slightly right wing or slightly conservative or slightly chauvinistic. Yeah, I mean, like, even the, the guy who was uh, uh, donating to the Democratic Party for like twenty years, like he was friends with the Clintons and everything. He, he's at uh, Chelsea Clinton's wedding. He yeah. has been at parties and function. Function, functions with bill and hillary that's who his friend some of his closest friends were for the longest time was the clintons that's like the worst thing you could say about trump is that he did run in those deep blue northeastern rich people circles which are like notorious for like never mind just being like corrupt politicians but like engaging in like pedophilia and assassinating political rivals or personal rivals like that's the worst thing you could probably criticize trump for besides maybe not ending the wars i mean he didn't start any but the worst thing about trump is that he was friends with these vile evil people for a very long time 
Right. He, and found, so, he like, found different evil friends and became a Republican yeah, and, and, like, president. Those are, those are the people that, you know, like you have like a Hillary Clinton who's been in politics for 50 years and then she goes, oh, yeah, like I know Trump. He, he's a Russian spy, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But she was far, <laughs> fine with him having at her daughter's wedding. Yeah. yeah, no, he had nothing to do with politics for how long? And then he jumps in and he's a yeah. Russian spy. The only politics he had to do with was with was bribing politicians so he could get real estate shit done which is like uh it's standard operation it's just, yeah. don't don't pretend yeah. that there's anyone who's ever built a building that's more than three stories who has not done something illegal oh absolutely it just yeah. do, it just doesn't happen no so yeah. um uh the again it's like their understanding of nationalism is just like um is the person being nationalistic hurting my feelings? Okay, so nationalism ba is bad. However, when Joe Biden is just like, all of these are explicitly nationalist or nativist policies. Buy American is a nationalist policy. Absolutely. Um, res restricting outflow of vaccines is a nationalist policy. And again, it's, it's so funny too, because in the end as well, Mike, more vaccine stuff with Canada. So there's this COVAX thing, which is like the cooperative vaccination thing that's basically big countries put in money. Half of it goes into getting their own vaccines. The other half goes into helping poor countries get vaccines. And so it's so funny as Trudeau is like pissing away $500 million on this. Basically, it's like, it's literally you rob middle-class people in the West to bribe the richest people in third world countries that's all this shit is well, so yeah. he is doing that and then yeah. the irony is he is doing it because it's not his money and in the end he will gain this reputation of being yeah. this charitable uh beneficent leader in reality all his rich lefty buddies are are haranguing him because he took the vaccines they wanted them to just leave them all for the poor country so this idiot cannot win for losing he, it's it's really and truly pathetic of just like yeah so why, why did you do it at all like we're not going to get any benefit canada gets no benefit from vaccinating the third from helping vaccinate the third world it, it doesn't yeah. it has no effect on canada you know what canada canada could do is have a more um isolationist or nationalist foreign policy thing that's the best thing for every other country yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's it amazes me how like you know I, I yeah like you, you just see this article and it's just like you know like all oh, like they they just title it like Trump's a nationalist and then they just list off every single thing that Biden has done and it's only in America's interest. Yeah. Like he doesn't even acknowledge like I you know what and I, I don't blame Biden because if you were to ask him like anything about Canada he'd probably think it's like, like a like a maple syrup or something he probably he probably doesn't even like remember. With the he country does he doesn't remember half the stereotypes right yeah he could probably mention hockey <laughs> yeah that's that's literally probably what he can recollect about canada well, my boys used to play hockey back at the yeah, exactly. back at the rink in delaware i remember when hunter started playing hockey <laughs> yeah. he he sure was fast he had the jitters <laughs> most days <laughs> yeah exactly man um, um, so, yeah, like speaking of like nationalists, right? Uh, we just, uh, yeah, terrorist organization, the Proud Boys. Thank uh, God. Thank God we finally got them. Yeah, right? They're, put, they're, it, put an end to that scourge of people showing up at protests. Yeah, like, like, geez, like, yeah, I wouldn't want that, right? Thank, thank God this organization whose members have not yet committed a crime in Canada 
under the thing of the Proud Boys, of course. There's, again, people, it's funny because like these people are like, oh yeah, none of them have criminal records. And then you look at it, it's all like DUI, possession of pots. Like, yeah, these guys are a real menace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, they're, they're terror. Like, they're real terror. Oh, this guy has 30 unpaid parking tickets. It's like, you understand that at like BLM and Antifa, there are convicted terrorists leading the marches. Like people have done 20 plus years because they did murder someone and everybody is now supposed to shut up because they're because they're scolding a bunch of people who have never done any of the violence they've done. It's like, yeah, it's truly insane. Like I would love, it'd be a good thing to put in a Libertadian subreddit of just like, please post like, incidences of the proud boys committing any criminal act under the auspices of being the proud boys like i genuinely would love to know and not the american ones i know about the new york one which again is like this is the bad luck a a proud boys have of of their enemies being significantly less strong and capable than them that they're often going to look like the the victor in an assault which is very different than the initiator of an assault right yeah because if you look up that new york case those guys won a fight and are going to spend a decade in jail because they won a fight they did not pick yeah well they won a fight and lost a complete battle but that was like Mm -hmm. their control right that's a good thing to accurately describe the proud boys in general is that every fight every individual battle that they might win is costing them the it's war taking them two steps back yeah, yeah. absolutely like this yeah. is like conservatives losing the culture war i know people think it's like that's the kind of shit you gotta do like raw raw radical meet the leftists and fight them at their own game kind of shit but it's just like this is, you're not understanding how like asymmetrical warfare works it's like we are not the same we don't have the same institutional backing or friends in the media like Again, it's just like when you have people who have shot and killed people um, at the heads of marches with megaphones talking about how everyone else is fucked up and they're described as like the better angels who need to lead the way. It's like, yeah, disagree with the Proud Boys. It's just like, it's like a, it's a pretty pathetic, ineffective organization in Canada. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like even um, like, you know, when they say like, oh, it's because of the, the Capitol Hill riots or whatever. It's like, so, so what, like, they went onto a government building and got shot by a cop, like, so, so. Well, so first of all, the one that got shot by the cop was not even a, even a proud boy. She was like she an was ex-veteran. Just, she was, she was like a QAnon yeah. person. The, again, it's like, yeah. uh, that'd be a, a good specific one, because I know the proud boys have done stuff in the States, which is like, is not just in optical. Uh, but the capital stuff is like, show me the Proud Boys who were in there. Right. And then like, because they're, they're, again, it's like, there's not proof that there was Proud Boys in there. There's proof that the Proud Boys were at the Capitol the day it happened. But there's no proof that any, a, a, yeah. any of them went inside the Capitol. The guys who went inside the Capitol, they've almost ID again, basically something like 51 guys remaining who, are, who have not been ID. Ironically, the guy who planted the bombs... A, a notorious, a notorious phony fed lie that's like, oh, pipe bombs were planted, and yeah, that no one ever sees the pipe bombs. The guy never gets arrested. Funny, yeah, yeah. Funny, funny how they have uh, identified people who had masks on through the slits in their eyes and then certain pieces of clothing. They identify those guys, but a guy who was in a car wearing a mask by himself in the middle of the night, going to multiple different locations where he got on cctv they can't find him 
right yeah it's funny how curious that, yeah funny how that works right yeah exactly all the guys who politely walk through the things and it's like some of them happen to be armed which is like i don't give a shit no i, oh. that I don't even care about like yeah like that's that's your right as an american first absolutely yeah. well it's, unfortunately it's not your right to have a concealed carry in dc well that's, yeah, that's about it it's yeah. like other than that who cares it's yeah. like well that's that's I, yeah um, but yeah, like uh, what was what I was gonna say too is like if you look at even uh, like the, the the Black Lives Matter protests in 2016, there was that guy in Dallas who literally like shot I think five or six cops with a sniper yeah. rifle up on a yeah building. he sh- he shot six in cops yeah it was it wasn't a sniper rifle it was like a regular rifle type rifle but yeah, yeah exactly I I, well but yeah <laughs> but um, you, I I was actually working that night I covered that live as it happened. And you yeah. can tell very quickly, obviously, of like, oh, this guy is either a cop or a veteran. It, it, it was so brutal and so yeah, quick, he, but he it was, just... He was an ex-veteran, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was a Marine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you can argue that he had damage from from, from that, but I mean... No, I, 100%. I, I that's the say, reason that happened. That irony, that, the irony is actually, that is so much... That shooting actually has so much less to do with race and so much more to do with America's fucked up, never-ending wars. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, still, like, you still had a guy, like, even, okay, even if BML is, like, uh, you know. BLM. BLM, BML. <laughs> the Bureau of Land Management, by the way, <laughs> our enemies. We were complaining about yeah. BLM before BLM actually existed. Yeah, there you go. Or this iteration go. actually existed. Yeah, but no, like, he, he said that he was actually, like, a part of this movement, and, like, there was something <laughs> like, oh, he wasn't a part of it, whatever. I, I, do, I really oh, don't he's, care. He's, he, he said, uh, it's very funny. I remember this guy's manifesto quite clearly. He actually is, the, most of the manifesto is literally about not having Black Lives Matter blamed for it. Um, like he was a Black Lives Matter supporter. He's marched in multiple Black Lives Matter marches, yeah. uh, multiple like racial justice marches. That was like the reason he did it. The fact that he, he was like, he, he, he wrote a manifesto to try and, uh, uh what do you call it when you like uh declaring someone innocent trying to like prove the innocence of blm is like pretty clear yeah what was like spurring him on in his mind but it's like obviously the real reason is like you get to the point where you're a dangerous fucking person who is also interested in harming people in that kind of way it's like same thing with the Dorner, David Dorner, Chris Dorner I forget it Christopher Dorner remember the black cop in LA who started killing cops um he like started car bombing other cops oh, because yeah. he because he had seen a um an unjustified police shooting and tried to deal with it so it's happened multiple times that guy was yeah. also a veteran that only yeah. happens when you're just so traumatized yeah you, you uh you by war black and you just you go crazy yeah. exactly it's like the, it's the same reason as you a- end up with a lot of like these mass shooters of just like you're these guys are actually just trained to like be able to kill a larger number of people in a smaller amount of time so it's just like statistically speaking these guys are going to be the mass shooters yeah like the mass shootiest of the mass shooters um but um it's just like a such a bizarre kind of thing of just like having like thank god we declare the like terrorist organization and then it's like all these other weird ones from like the bunker and the hill and all these weird like phony fucking militia groups and it's like I mean, two thirds of the members are like in direct contact with law enforcement on a regular basis as like informants, confidential informants or sources of information. Um, A lot of a lot of them are cops. 
yeah. which is like the thing that they're not talking about. It's like, ironically, it's like shitloads of these guys are actually fucking policemen. Well, so it's like, is, like since the I mean, like maybe kick those guys out of the police force. And by the way, I don't think a lot of them are actually like, again, it's just like, it's such a weird thing because you get into these places of like, I'm just not a guy who's like particularly interested in like, what do we need to do to change the world so that there's like not some random dickhead in the middle of the country who has like disfavorable opinions about people yeah, let's, let's who, are, halt, who let's don't halt look halt or whole, sound like him. It's like, yeah, oh, I don't care. I don't let's care. halt the whole country so we can, you know, deal with this one guy who's being a dick. Like, exactly. Or, or write, write a policy that will rule an entire group of people over like the fucking one nasty guy. thoughts of some guy. And by the way, again, violate the map get your nap violated that's not obviously as what we're libertarians talking about it's like it's more just like because the proud boys again it's like i would love for someone if they could post stuff yeah. in the subreddit of like um just a list of the t- incidences of these guys getting arrested i want to see how often they're actually committing acts of violence it's almost never and well, if it I is it's, it's very separated from the proud boys because again people immediately go it's funny because it's like they pull up like there's like the black cuban guy in the states who had been arrested before like some completely oh, yeah. unrelated thing and it's just like yeah well it's so like the black cuban guy who basically got arrested for a bullshit crime is the excuse you the fucking lefty the liberal wants to use to portray this guy as a bad guy isn't he the victim of systematic racist police right yeah what about that like, right? it, it's it's ridiculous and that's gonna be like it's like oh but they're all white they're more diverse than blm or antifa for sure I think, uh, maybe not blm but blm is, pr- is pretty black uh but again it's like being monoracial in that way is technically not diverse but i think the average lefty thinks you know, you know what? You know what's an crazy? excuse, an exclusively non-white organization that's all one race. They would yeah. see that as being diverse, so it's like hard to really argue with them. Uh, from that perspective, it's just like so disconnected. But it's just like no, there's again, it's just like it's not a white supremacist group. It's not a terrorist group. It's again, it's barely a hate group. You could say there are things that they hate, but it is like cultural and political stuff they hate like they hate um like wives being discouraged from being uh stay-at-home moms and homemakers like they do hate that sure so it's just like yeah they want more like traditional nuclear family exactly like they have things they hate like they hate um like decadence um and like socialism they do hate those things Right. It's, it's like there's no like motivated acts behind this certainly not with the canadians gotta keep referencing well that. that's the thing like i i want to know like any when you read all these articles about it they have to literally go through every single thing of what the proud boys are who they were before what they did before who their leader is nobody knew who the fuck these people were until last month when this capital riot shit happened and they, they were labeled as like i was labeled as the, the proud boys yeah, they, Proud Boys, the Groypers, and yeah, Libertarians. Yeah, yeah. And now, and like, now all of a sudden, like people are like, "Oh, these Proud Boys, they like you know they're terrorists." And it's like, um, "Well, did you even know like who the Proud Boys were like a month ago?" You know, until like it started to come around on the news with this QAnon stuff, right? And, exactly. Uh, yeah. And it's, again, it's just like tangential linking between them and QAnon and any of these other actual hate groups. Or, or white supremacist groups, which are not also, yeah. again, not necessarily yeah. terrorists. 
not necessarily terrorists. It's a big thing. So it's just like this, again, it's just like Canada's definition of terrorism is like, it's been obliterated at this point. And then also it's just like, this is one more in a long line of like really Canada's pathetic history with terrorism. Our history with terrorism is either getting owned by actual terrorists or cops setting up the dumbest weakest most vulnerable people in society to provoke these kinds of things and a lot of people know what i'm talking about like the biggest like terror busts in canada like the top three or four biggest ones are all just fed boy glow in the dark bullshit of them antagonizing guys who are like super low iq or children into into doing these things like again it's like there's a famous guy in canada who's just like he has this reputation of like de-radicalizing people it's just like actually you're kind of just like really a traitor to your community because all you do is like set up 16 year olds who are like confused yeah and you're like getting them arrested and shit like that as opposed to like just like yeah like Kind of, it's such a weird it's canada is the weirdest fucking country in the world man. it is the culture man. in canada is so bizarre it is so well, there not is no like culture. what there is no exactly canadian culture i'm sorry but like if you're gonna tell me that uh, a fucking uh, tim horton's double double is like you know canadian culture then all we have to it is our that's our excuse we have for some culture. overrated shitty coffee that's that's about it that everybody burnt yeah burnt shitty coffee right yeah so, there is no culture in Canada. And I think they actually kind of like it that way. I don't. Well, that brings me to like something I was thinking about is like, yeah. that, you remember when Justin Trudeau called Canada the post nation state, the first post nation state? Because he is literally like an explicit internationalist, globalist. Yeah. Uh, like that is his ideals that he espouses it's this is not something that is foisted on him by like conspiracy theory people which i acknowledge i am he talks about it this is not something that is like oh this is like calling him a socialist he's not a socialist he's a fucking he's a globalist and a corporatist he doesn't want like the poorest people in the world to have a share of his wealth he wants to be like in charge and also feel good about being in charge. He wants to have like the authority and then be also told that he's not racist. Yeah, like, he wants to get he that, wants to that, those are his principles. But it's so funny now that we are doing this vaccine dance and it's just like yeah. bro, like you know why no country will make vaccines here? What would be the point? What advantage yeah. does it have for well, someone so, so, they, so they can pay more tax, right? Exactly. So they can get <laughs> double triple and quadruple taxed have their research uh here um blunted by the government at every uh turn and then in the end like have a a government that like doesn't give a shit about its own people it's like it gives a shit about its image which is like what the covax thing is about it's like you spent 500 million dollars on getting other people vaccines yeah like why why would a company in canada people have to think about this very cold capitalist kind of thing so why would a country in canada need to be in canada to get that money why would you be here then you were going to get that money if you're in africa or if you're in india or if you're in south america or if you're in eurasia or like um uh or in like the philippines or indonesia and places like that 
why would you be in Canada? They don't spend the money here. It's like people think this this shit like that there is no like um the planing out of society. I mean like plane or like a wood plane or like making everything flat and even. It's not a process of the raising up. It's about crushing everything down to that level. This is what you get when you outsource shit like this. And it's like, no, by any means am I a protectionist other than, by the way, a principled strategy in achieving free trade. But absolutely, you cannot pretend the world is not the way it is. Every other country is acting exclusively in its own interest. This is a unique Canadian problem. Other countries do silly things for other countries, America specifically. They literally will fight wars for other countries. Well, they get however, can- Canada has a bizarre thing of thinking that you are the point of it is that you are not supposed to ever do anything for yourself and to pretend anyone else thinks that way. That is the unique Canadian problem. Americans are like all like, you no, know, England only cares about England, France only cares about France, Saudi Arabia only cares about Saudi Arabia, Bangladesh only cares about Bangladesh. If you say that to a Canadian, if you try to tell a Canadian, you're like, you understand that Bangladeshi people are only ever going to vote for things or do things in their own interests. That to them is going to be like, oh, you're a racist. You think Bangladeshi people are evil. It's like, no, 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 no. They're not evil. They're human beings. They're actually doing the smart thing. You're just stupid. It's like a very bizarre, like, if anything, um, like a state of that, denial for the entire country or the vast majority of the country. To be. Well, even assuming that, like, even assuming that Bangladesh, like, cares about, like, other countries because, like, uh, because of their race, I guess, like, and, like, they're. Well, yeah, like, that would be the only. They're not, reasons. they're not, well, they're not racist like us. They're going to help us out. It's like, no, I, I don't <laughs> think so, man. Like, I think they're going to well, help exactly. their own people. They have enough problems. Like, why is Bangladesh's allegiance country going to help Canada? Like that doesn't make any. Like, yeah. yeah, like our closeness with America is not purely proximity. Like language, culture, ancestry, sharing these things is like it's not the only reason, but it is a reason to like help each other out. And it's like, regardless of it being good or bad, that is how it goes. Like Bangladesh is going to, like, again, France is a great example. France helps French people. Then France helps French speaking people. Then France helps countries that have large French speaking populations in it. And that's it. Yeah. They literally don't care about anything that's like not to do with them. And it's like, no one is any different. Yeah. It's like the, all of this, like it's phony altruism yeah. parading well, itself it's, as a culture in Canada is just like, it's a really like pathetic, gross thing, especially with just like when you look at the state of Canada, it's just like, yeah, th- this, this helping people far away thing very loudly while you quietly neglect people who are right next to you, next to you is just like, it doesn't make you good. It does yeah. not turn you into the good guy. It's just like you're well, like, just a weird phony version of a bad guy that we all are. We're all equally sort of like forced to play this like the harshness of reality. But it's like, ew, don't be gross and pretend like you are 
like this special angel who is like no no i literally like think about other people um all these other people who are strangers to me in the in the most literal sense like not related again it's funny too of like canadians desire to um these acts of altruism bizarre acts of altru altruism help them violate their own principles so thoroughly because inevitably as you are giving shit loads of money to third world countries you are of course giving money to people who are not liberal to say the least yeah oh yeah exactly. like, <laughs> you have to give them to some of the most illiberal dictators or authoritarians and they're just like yeah. it's guys. like well, when, the, when the states gave all that money uh what was it like a couple billion dollars in that stimulus package to, to pakistan for uh gender programs what was it, what, what was it? gender studies yeah, yeah gender yeah. studies oh, yeah, yeah. pakistan's really gonna take that money and start fucking but yeah. that's literally it's it it's just like something that where 99 percent of their population is in disbelief of, of this this well, again, of gender not even disbelief i i think people underrate that i think i think the rest of the world is not so like unfamiliar with the conversations that like white liberals have at the dinner table like yeah. they're conscious they're conscious of like race and culture and gender and all these things it's just like they're not like not aware of it it's just like no we literally think a different thing it's yeah. not like we're not thinking of it we don't agree with you guys and it's yeah. like we'll give give a couple billion dollars to a university that gets basically all again this is what i'm talking about you literally just like taking money from middle-class americans and giving it to the richest people in pakistan yeah nobody who's rich in pakistan is is nice yeah exactly. i don't know what you guys and then you actually might have like somebody who is gay in pakistan that's not getting that money if anything of course money to a government that's going to suppress that gay person in Pakistan even more. Absolutely. <laughs> so you're actually well, doing the complete opposite. Well, the yeah. re- I think, again, a lot of people know this is like the inside joke is actually a lot of this stuff is actually to finance weapons uh, yes, purchases. Yes. So yes. huge amounts of this stuff is basically laundering money. Uh, so we get taxed. The government then donates it to these countries abroad under the auspices of like building a school or again like um there's like the pakistan thing i think mainly what they were trying to say they were doing by the way this is not actually happening this is what they're saying is that they're going to have more money for university programs that teach gender studies type of things which is obviously it's like um it's like a terrible disgusting philosophy like gender studies um, it's like a gross, shitty course. It's not like a thing that's worth teaching anybody. Really. Well, it's not worth like somebody that's going to certainly be not like grand. the Western academic, yeah, like uh, orthodoxy on twenty grand basic biology, basic, like you know what I mean. Like that's what well, it's just not relevant. It's not just like it's in a cultural um, indoctrination kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like you're not you're not really trying to educate anybody. You're trying to like um, have a political effect. Right. Um, and but really what a huge amount of that money, the bulk of that money ends up going to is just into the regular that states uh, and everybody in Canada is familiar with what happens in Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. It's like p- people have no idea how much of like we have given them in like um, favorable uh, conditions on like oil and stuff like that. And just like how much we have basically given them the money so that they could buy these APCs to then like literally, again, it's like Canadians understand we are 
absolutely aiding and abetting the genocide in Yemen. The little starving babies are getting run run over by our APCs. Yeah, yeah, and but so, I, like I, it's we'll, it's we'll it's such a matter, I guess, right? I, I, it's such a bizarre thing. It's such a bizarre thing to think that they are helping. To be convinced yeah. that you're helping when it's just like, ooh, yeah, you're literally again. It's like their their own logic or narrative or however they want to describe it. Even according to them, they are literally paying off bad guys. Yeah, well, I, I guess it's like it's a good thing we're not nationalists, right? Because if we were nationalists, we wouldn't be giving money to all these other countries to to have a stronghold on all their citizens, right? Exactly. So. <laughs> God, God forbid we stop financing genocide yeah. and uh, bullshit. Again, it's just like also half the time it's like even if they're not using it in an end around to buy weapons from like West Western arms manufacturers. A lot of the time, you are literally just helping set some guy up to go into exile in Switzerland. Yeah. Like, tons of this money is personally taken by individuals. Like, personally stolen. Like, uh, I I think they were saying in the States, it's something like uh, they just got done for, like, another $5 billion in uh, COVID money. Like, $5 billion. It's just like, we literally, we don't know if it's stolen. We just don't know where it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's a classic, yeah. So it's, it's just not, like, yeah. the amount of times the government is just like pissing this money away, depriving its own people kind of thing. It's just like, and it's not like a lack of giving a shit about any anybody else, because obviously it was like super anti-war. So like, that'd be the biggest help. But it's mostly just like, I think it is a principle, better principle that it's like, no, actually, if everybody was like minding their own business, literally, uh, it like, if all these things were more balkanized and isolated and people were sort of like more concerned with their own communities, you would have just such a more functional, cooperative, peaceful world. You don't need to have these big overarching, like forcing everybody to do their, again, like gender studies programs in Pakistan. Like it's such a, it's such a bizarre thing. And then it's just like, then to, again, to like be like throwing yourselves a little parade because you're, you can, in some fake way call yourself not a nationalist it's just like you know it's yeah. like oh by the way yeah. that's a good yeah. thing as well it's like have you ever met a socialist that was not a national socialist well, well that's that's like, kind I, of a funny thing right it's so so what i wanted to say before too is like uh you know it's like when, like a hard leftist person will go like oh well you know i'm not talking about like you know communism in cuba or soviet union or something like that i want more of like a like a sweden kind of what they call socialism in sweden which is by the way absolutely not socialism it's it's a much more freer market in most ways than canada and most yeah, ways it, it than is it's, United actually, States. It's, it's probably actually besides like the amount of tax that you get it's probably a freer country than it's canada. way easier to start a business there yeah and um, so, so and again, by the way, people, like, only like people economy. in America can talk about the tax. People in Canada, shut the fuck up about Europe's taxes. You're paying more. Shut up. Yeah. There's, there's literally one country that we don't uh, that we pay um, less taxes than. I'm pretty sure it's Denmark, where where everybody pays like sixty. I think it's between like uh, fifty and like sixty three percent. That technically has a higher average in Canada. In Canada, it's in the high forties. Like, yeah, yeah the difference exactly. is is marginal. We tax much more than almost every single other uh, uh, country in Europe, and like, it's nothing compared to Eastern Europe. 
Like, don't kid yourself. It's just like, that's even better than America. Yeah, like, no. For, so it's I, just like, oh, their ideas of what, what they think, well, it's very funny. Also, like... And their self-confessed philosophy is, is very amusing. Yeah, well, it's like, oh, like, we want to we wanna be like Sweden. So it's like, okay, so you want a country that pretty much lets in zero immigrants a year. That a by the way, if you, country. If, you look, if you look up citizens of Sweden or or any of those Scandinavian countries, I, I they all seem to be white people to me. So if you want a, a, a country with basically majority of white people and uh, very strict immigration uh, policies, then sure, I guess we could adapt to Sweden's uh policies right absolutely well yeah. again it's like what happens when americans uh or excuse me democrats in the in the states lose an election where do they threaten to move oh yeah of course uh, over here to canada or a, uh, a whiter country yeah. never they never talk about going to mexico it's so funny <laughs> yeah so why, why funny. don't you go down south right like again it's like yeah if you, if you like really get down to it, it's like no very clearly you guys are like you're it's literally just a time and a place time and a place if if take all of the people in canada if they were in germany in the 30s they would be loving it they yeah. would love it everything they want would have happened everything they want would have happened yeah basically yeah that pretty, that's that's exactly what it is like like you said before like you cannot have socialism without nationalism it basically it's it's the well, same you could have you could have like global, have global communism which is which is just like again global communism which is like it's like okay yeah, yeah exactly. but, but star at, trek at, star at, trek is what that at, at the same about. time though like even global like even globalization is still kind of like a nationalist thing because anybody who opposes oh no no glo glo globalization right? i mean no 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 i'm not talking about globalization oh. i mean global communism like that is some people's idea very narrow group like very narrow uh yeah. slice of like socialist and leftist thinkers think that it's actually possible to have like a, exactly a universal socialism like but, with literally the entire planet which is by the way it's like obviously that's such it's so stupid it's star trek it's literally star trek where there's like oh we don't need energy we don't need food we don't need this we don't need that we don't that's all problem solved then of course yeah go ahead have your fully low lo you know fully automated luxury communism is what i believe the meme is but it's like yeah no of course globalism globalism is is like is as fascistic if not like just like pure techno uh technocracy or, or again it's like it's hard to describe yeah. like globalism is like certainly more capitalisty than um it is socialisty in the sense of just like it's like there's certainly like money being made like oh, and, and there's yeah. there'd be way less starvation but it's just like it's still a horrendously oppressive and authoritarian authoritarian regime and that's the problem it's also just like it's illegitimate and like bad for the vast majority of people it's much closer yeah. to having like a modern um one world uh royal government where it's like the it's all friends and family and the rulers kind of inherit their positions a lot more than they actually earn them right, in a yeah. sort of actual globalist situation. It's like the billionaires yeah. will be the billionaires and will become trillionaires. And then you will right. have like, basically everybody else is a battery for them. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, like it's, you know, like that's kind of like what you get, right. Is when you have like a mass scale of 
socialism. I mean, like you, you it's have unscalable. That's one of the yeah. best like critiques of so- socialism. It, it is unscalable. It works in a house. That's about as far as I'm willing to give uh, socialism. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. actually it works quite well in a home, in a family home. Sure. Where, by the way, of course, in that socialism, there is still a severe hierarchy. Right. Not not yeah. rigid and, <laughs> and, and fixed yeah. in all positions, but it's just like, no, no, no. It's like someone's in charge of this, someone's in charge of that. There's specialization. Right. There's just like, no, no, no. So-and-so is the person who knows about this. So-and-so is the person who knows about and, this. And it's, it's not just this all voluntarily democracy done. type of... 99% of the cases, it's all voluntarily done. It's like... No, exactly. Uh, ex- well, that's this, the only one that's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Do you got anything else, bro? Because I'm that's pretty much uh, it for me. No, not that's about it. Um, there was uh, I don't know if you heard about this um, like defiance of orders of the lockdowns or whatever for the restaurants. They're going to try to reopen. I think it's November 11th or sorry, February 11th. February 11th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, good luck. Well, I guess if you get enough of them doing it, then yeah, I, think, I so. think it's great. But it's just like yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm happy. It's just like that kind of makes me proud that the, anyone is doing that and good for them. And they yeah. are heroes. Yeah. You are actually a hero because you because I think you are going to get your life ruined. For that. It, yeah, it's well, it's you know the what? right thing to do, but I bet you you're going to lose. Well, it's yeah, unfortunately, I, 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 unfortunately, I, I agree with you. Yeah. And it's I, I'm kind of curious to see how much longer they push this actually. And, and I guess like we're in Toronto, right? So. I mean, with, with New York City, like they're opening up, I think, 25% of their restaurants now. We'll do the same. When you look yeah, at the numbers of like seven days, 20% drop in everything. They'll, they'll do the same thing. Like they'll follow whatever Cuomo's orders, which in Toronto, they've been following his orders basically to a T. Like from the very uh, we're on, um, yeah, exactly. If people are not familiar, you can look up different like COVID timelines, and we're on the New York timeline because we essentially yeah. impose. Similar restrictions. New York Also, it's extremely hard for the mayor of Toronto to say, like, oh, we can't open up 25%. Even, and then you look at like uh, New York City, which was like the the capital of the world for, for these, for the COVID or whatever, right? So it was the epicenter of epicenter, the yeah. Western COVID uh, pandemic. Yeah, um, well, if they're open, it's going to be hard to justify us not opening here. But I mean, still I think they're basically it. telegraphing in it if you look in the media um, that they are opening and it's just like, oh, be cautious. Yeah. So they and, can and open very slowly. They'll close so. it back down again. They'll open it up a little again. And this is the pattern people need to adjust to yeah and, it, like, and it's it's i mean even New it's York, never moving in one direction it's well, never be, just going completely shut down yeah yeah they'll say it's 25 percent, which everybody knows it's impossible for a business to run on 25 percent efficiency it's basic basic math right so like, long as uh you give 50 percent of your uh, then, business then, to the government the then government, uh, i think the math yeah. all of a sudden starts to work out uh <laughs> yeah. for some reason works out really well yeah yeah but bet on that that's i think why that generally is what what is happening yeah is they're going to they're either it's just like they have to be chains they have to be part of major like global chains or uh the yeah. small business needs to be 50 percent in bed with the government so. yeah absolutely and there's not many small businesses that are in bed with the, with the government right so i mean again it's like that's their 
what makes them a small business. Exactly. If you are, if you are a small you're business, you're in bed with the government and you're a small business, you're doing something wrong. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. You suck at, you suck at being a white collar criminal. <laughs> you need to hire some lobbyists or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hire a different lobbyist. <laughs> different lobbyists. Yeah. Um, all right. I think, uh, that's pretty <laughs> much good. eh? Yeah. Um, so, uh, basically, yeah, I wanted to keep an eye on what happens with the restaurants. That's the only thing I could think of to really sort of, things i'm looking forward to for next episode is like i do want to see what happens yeah I, I, very I, curious i don't think it's going to be good but i i my hopes are high but the uh, schools are opening i think outside of toronto on monday yeah. i don't know if are they opening in toronto on monday uh i'm not sure i haven't been into work for a while so i'm not 100 yeah. percent up on the schools but i think they're certainly talking about uh reopening uh them in toronto and they have like uh I know they're putting out like some kind of schedule for like when certain ones are going to online and then some are coming back. And again, like, yeah, again, it's, it's just like we, now we have to redo yeah. the entire opening school things again. It's just like how goddamn lucky must teachers feel. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, they, they, how, they get to go back to work. Right. <laughs> God, it was like, how easy is their fucking gig? It's just like any time it's just like, for them to show up to work, we have to have a national debate every two yeah. or three fucking weeks. Yeah. Holy shit. They have, they have uh, right now, certainly in Ontario, maybe uh, to a lesser degree outside of Ontario, but they, they run Ontario. The teachers oh. unions run Ontario. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, of course. And like, they have a lot of money and things too. And, um, and, and, you know, like they, for these kids, it's like, they're always told like kids are like, you know, you got to have consistency, you got to have structure, blah, 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 this and that. And then like, and then they, they, they shut the down from, from having any kind of structure or, or any kind of routine. And then they say, Oh, well, it's for the kids safety. It's <laughs> so, I mean, it's, well, it's, whatever the union wants is for always yeah. for the kids. It's just like, it's got to just dismiss that line of arguments yeah. right, immediately. Yeah. Anyways, this has been uh, a good one. Um, hopefully uh things go well for those restaurant guys but uh, i i'm not i'm not so sure but uh this has been a, another good one for what's today february the 5th 2021 uh this has been the Libranadians podcast i'm your host pat and i'm matt and uh we'll catch you next time peace